Welcome to Verdant North. On this episode, Carolyn and Dan interview Kevin Espiritu of Epic Gardening about the topic of hydroponics. If you're unfamiliar with Kevin and Epic Gardening, you can find all that info and more at epicgardening.com. He also has videos on YouTube and an Epic Gardening podcast that Dan and Caroline were just guests on all week last week. You can listen to those episodes at iTunes, Stitcher, and at epicgardening.com backslash podcast. So get your gardening gear on, earbuds in, and listen to this extra special episode of Verdant North. Hi, everyone. It's Caroline from Verdant North, and I'm here with Dan, and we have a, we have a special treat today. We are going to have uh, an interview with Kevin Espiritu from Epic Gardening, and he's going to talk to us today about some hydroponics. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about that. How do you feel about it, Dan? I feel like it's going to be pretty epic. <laughs> well, <laughs> hi, hi, Kevin. Go ahead and, and give us a little introduction for our audience since they may not know too much about epic gardening just yet. Sure. Yeah. What's up, guys? Um, yeah. So my name is Kevin Espiritu, which props on pronouncing it correctly. That's a rarity. That's a rarity. <laughs> Everyone, like I was growing up in, you know, elementary school, you have a substitute teacher or something and they would give it the crazy accent because they didn't want to be perceived as not accenting it out of insensitivity. And, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, no, it's just a spirit too. No, no need to go crazy with it. <laughs> I feel like I heard it. I feel like that's the only reason I did it right is I've heard be, you yeah. say it before. You just, just take the credit though. You just be like, oh yeah, I totally knew. I totally knew. I'm that good. <laughs> I'm that good. Uh, Anyways, yeah. So I run a, a website called Epic Gardening. It's it's basically just me sharing uh, what I know and can research and dig up about how to grow plants, mostly edibles, sometimes house plants, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes different methods. So things like hydroponics or aquaponics or some of the more, I guess you could say, sciencey, nerdy types of, of ways to do it. Although, You're talking my language. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. And that's how, I mean, that's how I got started, right? I got started, you know, at sort of as just like a mid twenties dude. So probably going to gravitate towards something like hydroponics. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's how I got into it. And then were you growing, were you growing weed? Is that what this is about? (laughs) (laughs) There's a, don't answer anything incriminating. (laughs) There's a debate upon what I was growing at that time. Uh, (laughs) I don't think anyone actually is sure what it was. Honestly, I was, I, to be, to be completely honest, I was growing cucumbers. Uh, as my very first plant. That's but hilarious it, it, that it's actually something really innocuous and adorable. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is that was sort of the boom. So that would have been, I guess, I started gardening 2010. So that would have been the boom of recreational or medical, mm, I guess, marijuana in yeah. California, where you could, in theory, state, mm. you could do it in a state legal way where you could grow it and then you would donate it to a club and be compensated, quote unquote, for your time. Ah, uh, fascinating. Yeah, Minnesota is so, so, still pretty square. We have no yeah, idea what that's like. We're super square about it. <laughs> yeah, we've become even less square. So now it's actually just recreationally legal here as of the first of this year. Oh, my gosh. Well, I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Dan's like into, going to California. Yeah, no, too so. Plan a vacation. <laughs> no, you go into these clubs now and it's like it's it's like there's they've got, you know, some Spotify station bumping tunes and like. You go up to the little counter and it looks like, I mean, there's, there's just hundreds of different products now. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. So, okay. You were growing cucumbers. We're bringing it back to veggies. Um, since we're jealous and we can't really talk a whole lot about the recreational 
vegetation. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about your cucumbers and your cucumber journey. Yeah, that failed. Uh, that failed. <laughs> <laughs> so it was with my brother. So my brother would come home from college and he, like I actually, was big video game guy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, dude, Bri, let's do something outdoors. And my mom kind of like bribed me to get him to do something outdoors because <laughs> he would work. Um, he worked at like just a retail store and then he would play video games. So I gave him like this whole list of things to do. And it was like skateboarding, surfing, you know, beach volleyball, whatever. And then gardening was somehow on that list. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of down to garden. Yeah, you don't have like, to go all the way to the beach. You yeah. just walk. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, I guess we'll do that one. Sweet. And so he started growing these huge basil bushes and like pruning them and topping them and sort of shaping them to almost like basil topiaries. He was going wild with it. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, that was in soil, right? So it's like containers. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like with my hydroponic cucumbers, probably didn't feed them the right amount of nutrition. I bit mm-hmm. into one, almost threw up because it was disgusting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like it was just the most bitter, disgusting <laughs> piece of trash I've ever tasted. Um, but fortunately for me, like the science and, and sort of like the art, I guess, of it was interesting, like interesting yeah. enough to not dissuade me after just totally messing them up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there I started growing tomatoes and then I started getting into soil and then doing like little hydroponic herb systems. And, you know, it sort of morphed exponentially, I guess, from there to where I guess I am now, which is doing pretty much everything I can when it comes to plants. Awesome. So do you grow in soil now or do you still have some hydroponic stuff rolling? Yeah, I have both going as we speak right now. So I've got my whole front yard garden, which is all soil, basically kind of like as permaculture as, as I can make it okay. in my property. And then in the shed and rotating throughout the house, I'll have little hydroponic things going on. Okay. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, care to name a few things that you're growing indoors right now? Indoors. So I've been on a basil kick just because it's just so easy, in my opinion, to grow indoors under lights. It's just, it doesn't, it's just not a finicky plant. It'll, mm-hmm. you give it light, you give it water, you give it nutrients, it just blows up. And so I have a little system that this company sent out to me. Uh, it's just a, it's called deep water culture. So basically it's a, mm-hmm. ba- a basin full of water and nutrients that you oxygenate with something. So usually okay. like an air, air stone from an aquarium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have that going. There's four different little sections. And in each of those sections, I'm growing a different type of basil. So you've got Thai basil, Genovese, uh, What's the other one? Sweet basil or sweet whatever basil. I forgot the name of that. And then lettuce leaf basil. So it's like this four quadrant little basil system that I've got going on. That's probably my most exciting one right now, at least. Nice. <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of light do you use for for those four plants? Yeah, ha- I'm assuming you have them like a little square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have them in a grow tent, actually. So oh, okay. it's a two foot by four foot by I think six foot tall. Uh, grow tent. Obviously, I think you can imagine what that tent's designed to grow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> not, not basil. Not basil. Uh, however, it works really well for basil. So I, I have a two by four foot LED. Um, so that's the it's the perfect footprint, right? Two by four yeah. tent, two by four yeah. LED. I just nice. put that on hangers and grow that in there. And you know, like for any plant that doesn't produce a fruit, like basil. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least you wouldn't eat, like you're not going to eat the basil flowers or let it go to seed, right? Normally, yeah. um, when you're not eating a basil. hydroponic system. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yeah, anything like that, you get away with, you can get away with LED lights. You can do compact fluorescent lights, basically lights that you would you would have in your normal home. Okay. Um, or if you're getting a little crazier and you want to grow like 
let's say tomatoes or peppers, I think are really popular indoors. You're probably going to need some more intense lights just because that's, you're growing that plant throughout its whole life cycle, right? So you're bringing it all the way through fruiting Mm -hmm. and you require different spectrum of light during that phase typically require more light in general just so they can photosynthesize enough to actually produce those fruits. Okay. Uh, so if you're doing it that way, then you would usually use something like they call it HID lighting. So high intensity discharge. And that within that category, there's like your high pressure sodium lights, which is kind of like what they would use for a street light okay. or your metal halide lights. So metal halide would put out more of a blue color. High pressure sodium puts out more of a yellow red and you would use that yellow red when the, when the plant's like putting out some little peppers or little tomatoes. Okay. To stimulate more of that fruit production, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Okay. Well, can you tell us a little more about what goes into your nutrient solutions? Yeah. So it's that I keep pretty simple, honestly. Like you can get really crazy with that. So you can, you can buy like dried, you know, chemical compounds and sort of be a potion master and mix it all up together. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can just do what I do, which is buy pre-mixed nutrients from like a hydroponics company. So one that I would recommend a lot is general hydroponics. They make just this three part series. Okay. And so what's in that is you've got, they call it bloom, grow and micro. So plants, obviously there's the three sort of macronutrients they would need, which would be NPK, right? Nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. But then there's like, there's 17 total elements that a plant would need. I think, and I think it's 17. Uh, and so obviously if you just give it NPK, it can survive, but it won't thrive, right? Right. And so if you're growing in a hydroponic environment where nothing is coming from the soil because there isn't soil, right? Uh, so you you need to put it all in the water. Uh, and if you're just putting NPK in, obviously it's going to be deficient in all the rest. So you would put in, at least for me, you, you go with your, your grow and then you have your bloom. So you would do different ratios of that based on where the plant is in its life cycle. Okay. Because it's going to be using more, let's say, K later on in its life rather than N earlier in its life because N nitrogen contributes to foliage production, right? Right. And then later on in its life, it'll be using more K. So that ratio will, will shift. Uh, and then you put in the micronutrient mix as well. So the stuff like calcium or, or, you know, molybdenum. Molybdenum. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those (laughs) micronutrients for sure. Oh, I totally. Okay. I know it should have been obvious that it was micronutrients you were talking about, but I was like, Oh yeah. Microgreens. They're little guys. They don't need a lot. (laughs) I totally. You can't grow hydroponically without any nutrients at all. Weirdly enough. Yeah, that's that Whoa. makes total sense. Well, because wow. like the little seeds have like everything they need in there. You're so just, you could grow like a little like small spinach with that count as microgreens, or yeah, is it like so the, the way you would think variety? about the microgreen is you've got your seed right, and within the seed, I'm gonna mess up some of the botany because I'm just not a botanist. Deal, do it. You have your you have whatever they call it, your endosperm and whatever in there. Yep. And, and your, your cotyledons or cotyledons, I, I honestly don't know how people pronounce that one either. I think but it's cotyledons. cotyledons yeah. <laughs> that sounds worse to me, though. I feel like it should be cotyledon because it, it flows. That's a dinosaur. Yeah, it's just a cotyledon. Yeah. It sounds cooler. It sounds like a dinosaur. I want it, I want it to be a dinosaur. Uh, but anyway, so like, what's going to happen basically with microgreens is, let's say, let's take your spinach example, right? Mm-hmm. So seed's going to germinate. The cotyledons are going to come out. Nice, and then nice tip- pronunciation. Five points. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and typically you're harvesting that. Let's say it germinates in three days. You leave it undercover for two days to grow a little bit. And then you take the cover off, starts to photosynthesize. 
you're harvesting it like not five, six days later. So it really doesn't Whoa. even have time, that root system, to actually okay. suck up nutrition from the soil because it's still relying on the, the, the seed nutrition. Yeah, wh- okay. whatever was in the seed. And what you'll see after that is like the spinach will grow up and then the cotyledons eventually sort of wither away. Like you'll see that happen with beans a lot mm-hmm. where those two mm-hmm. bean seeds sort of like shrivel like like they've been in water too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because they're, they're basically getting used up for nutrition. So like for microgreens, you can grow them in non-soil. So let's say on like burlap or uh, coconut coir or something for seven to 12 days without them needing any sort of fertilizer. That's pretty sweet. So, all right. Is that something, okay. Would you say that's a hydroponics thing or would you say that is just like an indoor veggie growing thing? Yeah. To me, that's more indoor veggie. I mean, technically, if you want to be specific, it would, it would be hydroponics because it's water and no nutrient or no soil, you know? Okay. Yeah. But it's not like what you would imagine hydroponics to be because typically to me, hydroponics would be you're literally supplementing with water and, and nutrients without any soil and you're actually growing a plant like to the point where they would need that, you know? Right, right, right. Well, okay, so what was the first plant, the first uh, edible vegetable <laughs> that you had success with hydroponically? Oh, uh, well, man, definitely not those uh, cucumbers. Not the cukes. <laughs> I think those it cukes. was... <laughs> I think it was just herbs, honestly, because after that, I was so discouraged. I was like, I should grow something that doesn't flower, right? Or doesn't produce a fruit, Mm. at least to start out. And so I did a little, you know, those like sterilite storage totes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I grabbed one of those. I took a hole saw. I drilled like three inch holes in the top. I think six, three inch holes, put little net pots in, which are basically just like cups with holes in them right? Uh, that sit on the edge of that. And then I, I put in, I think, basil, thyme, sage, rosemary, and one or two other herbs. Mm-hmm. And some of those worked. So some of them didn't still because I was still kind of new. But like basil obviously took off. Then I had basil for a while. Um, the thyme and, and the sage did pretty well. Rosemary didn't do that well because it's sort of a, a woody stemmed plant, which yeah, doesn't do like, that well. Shrubby. Yeah, that one. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's... I wouldn't recommend it. Well, <laughs> yeah, herbs were. It's my not first impossible, success, but it say. is a pain in the ass. So yeah, especially pass. You can, like, I don't get it. Like for me, rosemary is the most mysterious plant because you can you can go to the store and you could buy like two freaking sprigs of it for twelve dollars. You know, yeah. wow, like California prices are packs. real high. That's expensive. It's expensive. I mean, that's, like that's an exaggeration. It's like it's like you can buy maybe an ounce or two of it for like four bucks in a little plastic thing. Right. Yeah. Or you can like walk down the street and steal twenty pounds of it from your neighbor for like you know what I mean? Like hedgerows of it. Maybe in so your like part of the world. <laughs> in wild. our part of the world, we have to grow it as an annual because yeah. it does not survive Minnesota uh, winters. I have to say, I visited California a couple years ago. I went to Napa valley or the napa region or wherever <laughs> anyway we stayed in the airbnb <laughs> and i was like why wow. we're like oh let's take a walk in the neighborhood and we like walked down the street and i was like what the f- bush is that <laughs> and i was like holy <laughs> it's a rosemary it was like five feet tall or something it's just like this massive thing yeah that's what i'm talking about man like i don't understand it so that's when i go to the store i'm like this is a scam this is the biggest scam i've ever seen right. so did you plant one in your yard yet or what uh, there's one, wait, is there one? No, there's, there's a huge lavender bush in my yard, but there's not rosemary okay. yet. 
mostly because I know on like first street, which is like two blocks away, there's, there's more rosemary than I could eat in a lifetime <laughs> just on my neighbor's house. And You're they like, don't care. nah, I'll steal. So the way that you steal rosemary from your neighbors, that's how I steal lilacs from my neighbors when it's lilac blooming season. Cause those bushes are like six feet tall and they smell amazing and I don't yeah. have any, and you can just like rip off half a branch and bring it home and your house smells rad for a week. <laughs> I need to start doing that because I, the ornamentals and the flower life is a, not a life I've lived very much of. So I, I could definitely get some tips from you guys on, on th- stealing or just growing flowers. <laughs> I'm not going to give you tips on stealing flowers because I'm not proud of it. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, so if I wanted to get started in hydroponics, if you were like talking to baby Kevin and you're like self, when you grow up, you'll learn some good stuff, but here's a great space to start for a beginner for hydroponics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Not for okay. stealing so, plants. Sorry. I didn't. That yeah. was a rough transition. I was trying to bring it back. I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. So here's what I would say. So the first thing to understand is it, it, it does help. And I wish I knew this back then. So this is what I would tell baby Kevin is I would actually say start in soil <laughs> because if you understand what the soil is doing for your plants, then you can more accurately recreate it in a hydroponic environment. Right. Mm. Okay. Cause like, I didn't know that at the start. I just thought soil was a thing that plants were in and stuff happened to them. Like I thought soil was basically <laughs> a, like a holder of nutrients and it, it's in a sense it is, but I thought it was a holder of nutrients that you added to it. Right. Oh, rather, yeah, yeah. Than, rather than like it being a generator of nutrition based on like all the systems that are going on underneath the soil. Right. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, that's important to understand for sure, but that's not very practical. So to get practical, I would say, really what you have to think about is because you're, because you control the whole environment when it comes to hydroponics, Mm -hmm. that's, that's like a great gift because you can, you can literally control everything, right? Uh, down to like the amount of light and the time in which your plant gets light, right? Which how how could you ever do that outdoors? You couldn't. Um, but that means that of course, then you actually, the, the burden of knowledge is a lot higher. You actually have to know a lot more about what you should give it. Right. Um, so like to keep it simple, plants need light, water, oxygen, and nutrition of some sort, mm-hmm. like, and probably some other things I'm forgetting, but those are the basics. Uh, and so for me, if you're getting started in hydroponics, you would do deep water culture. That's going to be your simplest system. Okay. And what that really, what that really means is it basically means like, you know how you would root basil cuttings in like a glass of water. Yeah. Like technically that counts. Um, it's just a body of water that your plants roots are going to exist in, right? So they're going to grow into that little system and within that water, you need to make sure it's oxygenated because if it's just staying stagnant, then obviously plants roots need oxygen. They can drown if they don't have oxygen, which is why like waterlogged clay soil is going to kill some plants, right? Right, right, right. So same idea with hydroponics. So the way you solve that is you just grab an air stone, like a hydroponic or sorry, an aquarium air stone. Okay. Plop, plop that in. And so now you've got some bubbles coming up and then now you need to feed it. And so we kind of already talked about that a little bit with the hydroponic nutrients. Right. I usually just say like something like general hydroponics is the simplest to, to use, but there's plenty of different brands. If you want to go with like organic or non-organic, which is kind of a whole other discussion. Um, and honestly, you just kind of follow the back of the, the bottle on that at the beginning. If you're just growing something like basil, uh, and again, if to, to keep it simple, I would start with something that doesn't produce a fruit because it's just less complex, right? So lettuce, 
you know, or any sort of herb, like a bok choy, any, okay. basically any, any green, any herb, any green, any herb, except for the stuff like rosemary, any sort of woody stem thing is going to be a little rough. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, and then from there, you want to just mimic the environment that it would thrive in, in soil. So let's say basil, that's going to be a good amount of light. So like 16 hours of light a day because you can control it. So why not give it a full summer experience? Right. Right. Um, and, and then black it out the other eight. So 16 on eight off, make sure you kind of measure your, your water levels and, and your, your sort of your nutrient concentration, which that, that, that does get a little more complex. And I could talk about that too, if you want. Because remember, like in soil, that you've got soil pH to keep in track of, right? Right. But typically, there, that doesn't change that much because it's soil. It's 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 difficult to change soil pH rapidly in like a day, you know? Right. Versus a water solution, it's actually really easy to have fluctuations that are a couple points on the pH scale. You need a you know you, you can go from four to six to eight to four. Oh my! And your plants aren't going to like that, obviously. No, no. Um, <laughs> So there's, there's definitely some considerations there. Um, so I, I would always say something like you grab a little pH meter and a little meter to, to register like how, how concentrated that solution is. Cause you can, you can put way too much fertilizer in there and then your, your plant will suffer cause it's going to basically burn cause the, like the salts right. that are in there are going to basically burn the plant. Right. Like when uh, your dog pees on the lawn. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much exactly what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, and then like appetizing. The so- <laughs> it's a delicious image. Um, yeah, I mean, I that's sort of my my primer. Obviously, that's kind of a high level overview and not super practical. But okay. one of the things about hydroponics is it's you kind of do have to like look at a little picture at least to kind of grasp what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only other thing I would say is like with that soil pH. Or with They're coming in, for in you, the, Kev. Uh, I can hear the it. They're coming for you. Yeah, I know. I live. I live a couple <laughs> blocks up from a hospital, so they're oh, okay. the street. Yeah, uh, and this mic just picks up everything. Well, um, but, anyways, um, yeah. The last thing I would say is with hydroponics, it is important to be a bit more active in your like observation of of what's going on. Okay. Like, there's certain there's certain plants out in soil, you know, especially like any sort of shrub. Anything that doesn't require a lot of effort, you can sort of set it and forget it, right? Right. Like, say a root crop, like you're growing onions, you kind of just forget about them for a while. Uh, but in hydroponics, if you do that and like your pH swings or your your nutrient reservoir, your roots drink all the water and they're just sitting in nothing, mm-hmm. it, it can just absolutely wreck your system, right? Oh, no. So you so, so would you do you check daily? Like let's say you have I just, one yeah, yeah, beginner I would check tote. I pop in. You pop in, you check daily and after a while you'll build like a little working knowledge of, okay, well, if I do this, this happens. If I do this, this happens. If I do that, that happens. Yeah. And then you won't need to measure as much cause you'll build that experience. Right. But at the start, okay. it totally makes sense. Okay, cool. So, all right. If we were starting with basil, let's say <clears throat> we're going to pretend we have our beginner hydroponics tote. We bought a, a tote from target or whatever. We poked some holes. We put some of the little baskets in there. Do you start with cuttings of basil? Do you start with seeds? Do you start with plants you get from the greenhouse? Like what's the best way to try and get your, your beginners hydroponics launched and off the ground? Yeah. So you could, I mean, the answer really is all three, but it just depends on what you want to trade off. Right. So basil is like a notoriously slow germinating Mm -hmm. plant and it's kind of annoying to germinate because it's like 
gelatin gelatinous on the outside Mucilogenic. or Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like if I if at all possible, I just never start basil from seed unless like I'm just growing a variety that you can't buy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like lettuce leaf basil, you're not going to find that at a grocery store or you're not going to find that at a nursery usually. So Does you got to that one just have like big ass leaves. I've never leaves. heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's so big. It, <laughs> I grew I grew a leaf that was bigger than my face. Oh my god. Holy smokes. <laughs> And it's like wrinkly. So it really does look much more like lettuce than basil. But the flavor, the crazy thing is usually with like giant varieties, the flavor kind of dilutes out a bit. Right. Uh, but it's it's still very like crisp and very, very clearly a basil. That's crazy. Could you, so you can do like a lettuce wrap with a basil leaf. Basil wrap. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Dude, sounds amazing. That is wicked. We, so it's, so we're going to patent this. Variety. Turn up, Stop recording. <laughs> we're patenting. <laughs> we're going to make some Thai uh, basil lettuce leaf wraps and <laughs> stick some huge, noodles yeah. in there. You can like cross the lettuce leaf variety with Thai so you get the Thai flavor, but the oh. lettuce leaf sauce. Oh, oh, my God. Man. Beep that all yeah, out, Randy. Be, that is all classified info. <laughs> <laughs> You so mentioned it. Go back to, like, <laughs> yeah, I would I, I would start that from seed, for example. But like basil also is such a ready propagator. It's so easy to make a cutting of and have it root mm-hmm. that I'm, I mean, if I was you guys, I would just say go out to the garden, make a good cutting of whatever basil's out there mm-hmm. and, and plop it in a hydroponic system. And it's it's going to set root. The only sort of issue you have with that is. You've got your little, you've got your tote, right? So right. let's imagine you have Totes. your tote, you have your little net pots, which are the, the thing that holds your basil. Right. Not to be um, confused with the netty pots. That's different. Not to be exactly, which I've never figured out really how to use those. I haven't, I haven't either. I'll talk to you Terrible. about it offline. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm actually scared of them. I'm actually scared of them. But uh, anyways, you got your net pots. The only, like the, the danger zone, I guess you could say is the, the basil that you took a cutting up obviously has to develop roots and those roots have to eventually hit the nutrient reservoir and hit the solution mm-hmm. because up until that point, you really, you have to keep them moist in some way, right? You can't just like plop it in and then expect it to hit the, hit the solution. Okay. Right. Cause it's like taking any other cutting. It's got to get, it's got to get large enough so that it can hit the solution. As soon as it does that, then it has access to all the resources it needs, right? The water, the nutrients, the oxygen, all that stuff. Uh, and once it hits that, then it starts to just explode because cool. imagine if you were, it's, I, I kind of equate it to that movie Wally. Did you guys ever see the movie Wally? <laughs> Wally. Yeah. It's like when you live in a future where everything's delivered straight to your face, like you get really fat and happy. That's basically what's happening with hydroponics, right? Nice. Cause the roots don't need to go anywhere. Like they don't, they just go into the water and everything they ever want is right there. That's very exciting. You know, so in some senses, it's great. And that's why hydroponics can be attractive because you can grow, let's say, let's say you're growing lettuce, right? Lettuce like is like a 50 day crop usually. Okay. In hydro, you can cut that to like 35. Nice. Uh, if that's not, wicked. if not even Because less. ideal. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Dan's um, mind is blown right now. His yeah. face is telling me everything. I'm just like trying to think of like how quickly I can start growing this lettuce leaf basil. I know we're expe- we're really obsessed. You could get it fast. You should get it from uh, Baker Creek has, has Oh really? Lettuce Baker leaves. Creek, the yeah. people with the oh. scary pictures. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they do some really interesting <laughs> I, I love that they have like a lens through which they see the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sort yeah. of like the family I'm sure is like exceptionally nice, but the photo sometimes could be like, if you were, <laughs> to watch, you were to look at those, like in the dark, you would probably cry. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, 
There's so many overalls and nobody cuts their hair and everybody yeah. looks like they're part of a cult. Like, <laughs> but but that they cult's know, probably got the best convention. They know their. They know it all the way, and I should totally look into that basil. Oh man, Dan, I'm excited too. We'll go in on a pack. Split the shipping. Yeah, I'm down. Cheap. I'm down. We'll do it. Split the ship. Fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw they just released Colorado Mix Yarrow. Oh. It's like multicolor yarrow, so it's like it's like red, yellow, white. We green. call that yarrow around here. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Know how I don't know. My mom. Yet. No, my mom says yarrow. It's You're- probably Yarrow. <laughs> I, don't I don't trust myself as far as pronunciations go. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the, I'm going to tease a- because there's at least like regional dialects between California, Southern California, and uh, several. Minnesota. So that's how it goes. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, do we you usually go with the short A, right? The A, Yarrow. Yeah. I usually Yarrow. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> we will discuss that next on Verdant North discussing ba- ba- phonetics. <laughs> We'll bagel. Take, it's we'll a, have to it's a bagel. Bagel. That right. one I, I can't. Get on <laughs> you guys, you guys, bagel. you're <laughs> driving me crazy. You're ridiculous. Okay. Well, Kevin, while we only have a couple moments left, do you have like what are your top three veggies you would advise for beginners to start hydroponics with? Mm, okay. Well, let's let's just nix herbs because I already kind of talked about those. Okay. So. I would say I've had a lot of luck with um, any sort of tatsoi style veggie. So any sort of like Chinese green okay. does pretty well, especially like, oh man, there's one that's called, it's a rosette style tatsoi um, that does really, really well. That again is probably from Baker Creek because I get most of my seeds from them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't uh, mean to slam you. <laughs> No, I mean, they have their own perspective, right? They, they have they, so much they, good stuff. Their catalog, the, you know, it's just like, it's like beautiful pictures. And then now and then just, ah, surprise, like creepy well, pictures. Now and then so. it's like one of the, I think it's a family, right? So I think it's one of their daughters will have like a Sakurajima radish, which is like 70 pounds or something. Oh and she's just gosh. like selfieing next to it. And you're like, what is happening? Does she do duck face? <laughs> like, no, does she, she work just, the she's angles? Like, she's like lying on the ground, gazing <laughs> upwards at the radish, you know, because it's, oh, it's actually bigger than her lying on the ground. Oh my gosh. That's it's crazy. Wild, okay. Anyways, so okay, you would do so Chinese got, veggies. Soy. Um, obviously the, the, that sort of holds for any kind of green, like almost any green is going to do pretty well. Okay. Like let any type of lettuce will crush in hydroponics. So cool. that's just one category. Okay. Peppers can do really well. Um, mm. Peppers are like probably one of the most cultivated aside from tomatoes and marijuana. Uh, so, so like just that's how dumb and immature I am. You just say the word marijuana and I'm like, he, 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 like so stupid. <laughs> so I would, yeah, I would say like, uh, any kind of green and then try peppers and try tomatoes, peppers, awesome. tomatoes, leafy, leafy biz. And I do it in that order too of, of easiness to hardness. Okay. Tomatoes are probably going to be the most annoying. Cause like determinate versus indeterminate. How do you prune it? How do you like yeah. pollinate it? All that stuff. Peppers are going to be easier. Okay. Awesome. Well, cool. I feel pretty inspired actually to try a little hydroponic biz Heck in my yeah. house. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. Do, like, dude, for you guys, especially anyone in climates that have a true winter, it's like, what a great way to keep gardening when you can't garden outside. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? Normally we just pout and play video games, but I mean, <laughs> this sounds more productive. Or go snowshoeing. Well, awesome. Sledding. 
Kevin, thank you so much for talking yeah, with us about hydroponics today. This has been really exciting, and we're about to order from the Baker Creek Cult to get our big leaf <laughs> lettuce and make our crazy tie wraps. Uh, we're going to start a food truck, and we're going to take over the world. I think that's... Uh, I'm down. I will, uh, <laughs> I will operate that food truck for you. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess... This has been great, and I hope we get to do this again. And Dan, do you have any closing words to add to that? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> He's just so excited. Rock on. Let's, uh, yeah, let's more, more plants. All right. Well, great. Thanks, Kevin. Right. We'll catch you later. Yeah, cool, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog posts online at, at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at, at Verdant North, and you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. The more likes, ratings, comments we receive, the more visible this podcast becomes. We do not pay for advertising, and we don't have any networks backing us. So sharing our show with your friends and family is the only way we can get heard. And we appreciate anyone who shares this podcast. If you like what you're listening to and feel like contributing, you can donate to us at coffee.com backslash North. That is ko-fi.com slash North. And again, we don't have any advertisers. We don't have support from any service or big industry media type, we are just us. So any little bit helps. You can find Caroline Hallstrom on Twitter at, at Miss O-Line. That's Miss Zero Line. You can find Dan Hudson on Twitter at, at Verdant Dan. You can find our guest, Kevin Espiritu, and his gardening blog and podcast at epicgardening.com. You can also listen to his podcast through iTunes or Stitcher. You can also follow Epic Gardening on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Marlon underscore Rando, and you can also hear me on the Scattered Podcast, also available through most podcast services. An extra special thanks to Brietta Stead and Dewey Vu for their graphics and artwork, and an extra big thanks to our webmaster, Corey Hartung, for making sure we exist on the web. And as always, a big thank you to Minneapolis band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes. Follow the hilarious video blog project on YouTube and listen to them and arch-rival band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and always remember, it's okay to kill plants.